stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. I want to talk about this case, and this case deserves, I think, uh, more attention, and it's certainly getting more attention as of late, because this seems like something really simple and obvious that the justice system can deal with. I, I get when it comes to, to trials, sometimes we don't get the verdict we, we want, maybe sometimes we don't get the sentence we want, and, and these things can be difficult, right? But, but when it comes to bail, bail conditions, this is pretty simple. It's not a case of convicting the accused. And it's not about necessarily whether the evidence points to to a guilty verdict or what the sentence should be. A lot of it comes down to the nature of the alleged offense. Because I think we got to take into consideration if someone is guilty of doing the things they're accused of doing, is there a danger to public safety in having that person walking around free? That's what we need to look at. Now, we're going to have situations where maybe people are denied bail and then are later found to be not guilty. And I suppose there's no one doing that. But we need to err on the side of caution when it comes to the most serious of charges. And so in in a case of an assault that allegedly occurred in October of last year in Calgary, just horrific details. And yeah, if true, if this happened, and if this individual is guilty of it, this would be a very dangerous person. So it would seem like a no-brainer that in a case like this, You'd want to err on the side of caution, and there would be no chance of bail, I would have thought. So here's the story, and again, this goes back to October. Calgary police have laid multiple charges against a man accused of sexually assaulting a woman he met through a dating website. He made arrangements to meet at a hotel back in October. But according to investigators, the victim was prevented from leaving the hotel for 11 hours, during which time she was physically and sexually assaulted. A pretty horrific case. So why would there not be bail here? That's got a lot of people wondering. Joining us uh, for more is Nancy Hicks, Global News crime reporter who's been following this story. Nancy, thanks so much for joining us here today. Thanks very much. Uh, I mean, you cover a lot of cases. Does it seem unusual to you in any way that that there would be bail granted here? Um, Well, I mean, I never like to give my opinion on whether or not bail is warranted or not. But um, I know I can tell you that people who... Uh, work with victims of sexual abuse are saying that this sends a very bad message. So, um, and and I know I can speak on what the victim in this case, she feels that this is sending a very bad message. And I mean, for her, it's a safety concern because she feels like, you know, she's looking over her shoulder and she feels like she's at risk. So, I mean, obviously there's some, some negative reactions to this. And if you look on, on social media, the reaction to the story, you know, we first uh, covered the story when it happened in October. And then last week we spoke with the, the victim who spoke for the first time uh, since this happened to her. And she spoke about her experience. So there was a certain measure of outrage when we first let people know last week that he had been released on bail. And she kind of keeps tabs of him online just because she wants to know what's going on so she's gone back on the dating website that she first saw him on and she showed me she you can see like a little green icon that kind of lights up if somebody's on and so she can see that he's been active in the last month so you know Mm. that bothers her bothers her there's no conditions uh to his release that would stop him from going online so 
there's a lot of concerns, I guess, that people have raised with this. Right. Yeah, understandably so. Um, so, yeah, this, as you say, the victim uh, has spoken out to, to tell her story. Uh, what, what was your sense of why she felt it was important to, to speak publicly about this? Um, well, I think, you know, when this happened to her, and I think a lot of people who've been uh, fallen victim to sexual assault can say that they there's a certain sense that they'll try to blame themselves. And so while I was doing the interview, I kept having to remind her, you know, like when you're a victim, it's not your fault. You're you're the victim uh, in this case. And, you know, no matter what happens, if he's convicted or not, that, you know, she was sexually assaulted by someone, whether or not this is the right individual or not, that will be determined by court. But she, she very much just wanted to let people know um, what, what happened and, and what, led her to that point because she felt somewhat responsible even though she wasn't responsible so she wanted to give some tips on you know protecting yourself online um but she also just was frustrated and she wanted to talk about her frustration that um she was frustrated that he is out at this point now she managed to escape and is that something that kind of still haunts her um what what might have happened how badly this could have ended for her had she not been able to escape yeah she speaks about that she talked about how she worried that she was going to die like she her phone was smashed she had nothing to do she she says she had been drugged um and so she wasn't feeling like very balanced she was kind of you know dizzy and so yeah that kind of replays in her mind over and over so now do we know when this matter is set to go back to court uh it'll like so it's been going to um, criminal appearance court, which is kind of a counter at court where things, new dates kind of get set. So it's, he hasn't appeared, you know, in standard docket court yet. So, you know, the case hasn't really proceeded. It just keeps kind of getting put over. So we don't really have a date for, uh, you know, a preliminary inquiry or a trial or anything like that yet. Because I guess that's that's the concern the victim has, other organizations have, is that, you know, the, the, these trials don't happen quickly. And and so if a suspect's out on bail, that could potentially be months and months and months. Yeah, and it has been months already, right? Like he yeah. was released right after this happened. And the other concern is, you know, since, since charges were laid, um, she has learned more about the man who's accused of this crime against her. And... You know, he has convictions for other violent offenses. So um, there was a, a homicide in Red Deer, and he pleaded guilty to assault in connection with that homicide, which was yeah. an original charge of manslaughter, I believe. So, you know, she just she sees all of that kind of put together with what happened to her and it left her pretty frustrated, as with, you know, Calgary Communities Against Sexual Abuse. They spoke about this, and uh, there's some frustration there that this sends a message as well that... Um, you know, that it's just not that serious. Right. Yeah, certainly concerning, I would say. Nancy, appreciate the update. Thanks for joining us here today. Thank you. All right, Nancy Hicks, Global News crime reporter. So, yeah, I mean, I'll certainly give my opinion. I mean, this is pretty outrageous. I don't understand it. Right, I think to try to put it in context, I mean, is this unusual given the circumstances? It seems to be. I, I, I wouldn't think in a case like this, especially when you've got previous convictions for violent crimes, that, that bail would even be an option. Why would we have this this guy still out there? I mean, if this is true, then then this is a really a potentially dangerous person. So I, I think in these cases, we got to err on the side of caution. He'll get his day in court. He'll get a chance to to answer these charges. He's innocent until proven guilty. And and denying bail is not a finding of guilt, right? It's a whole different kind of process. So I don't understand 
why this decision was made really makes no sense to me. What this woman went through, the abuse and the attack that she suffered, the fact that she could have and maybe likely would have died had she not escaped. The hands of this guy. How on earth is he still out there walking around? And online, no less, on these same dating sites. So what if this happens again? That's the scary thought here. Yeah, maybe this guy's smart enough to realize that, hey, you know, I mean, they're keeping an eye on me. They're, they're, they're attuned to me, all of these kinds of things. Who knows? Maybe he's being careful, but that's not much of a, a guarantee at all. So, yeah, that's pretty horrifying. And I guess at this point, we need to hope for the best and hope that this matter gets resolved in court as soon as possible. Just a, a, a shocking decision, frankly. This is uh, Danielle Aubrey, who's executive director of Calgary Communities Against Sexual Abuse. Uh, very worried uh, about the message this sends. I think that the justice system continues to reflect, you know, the, the types of attitudes that we have in society. So part of the, the rape and sexual assault stereotypes is that it's not a very serious crime. I know it's very difficult to keep people behind bars, but at the very least, you could have some conditions that are related to the type of crime that they committed or are being accused of committing. Right. Again, it's not just the sexual assault, which, as she said, I mean, that's a serious enough crime on its own. Right. There's a charge here of assault with a weapon, uttering threats, forcible confinement. That's pretty serious stuff. So the decision was made. There's no one doing it at this point. Uh, It'll take some time to get to court, as uh, Nancy Hicks says. And let's just hope in the meantime that there are no more victims here. But if there are, who's going to be held accountable? And the answer, unfortunately, is nobody. But this is a pretty shocking decision. And I don't think it should just uh, be ignored or swept under the rug. I do think maybe the Alberta Justice Minister needs to address this. Maybe we need to look at how these decisions are being made. Because this just seems unacceptable to me. All right, 974-8255 is the number here today, 974-TALK. When we come back on a much lighter note, uh, some disappointment from me personally, but we're going to talk about this mysterious star known as uh, Tabby's Star that got everybody excited because of the prospect, the potential, that maybe we were looking at evidence of an alien civilization, right? How huge would that be? Because no other explanation seemed to fit to explain the really weird things that this star was doing. Well, unfortunately, we may be able at this point to rule out the most exciting explanation, that being the aliens. But there's still some mystery around this star. I want to get to that coming up in a few minutes. After 1.30, we're going to talk about what's going on south of the border. Is the federal government going to crack down on legalization in the various states that have legalized? And what does it mean for Canada as we get set to legalize later this year? So we'll talk about that. Much more still to come here today. We'll talk about minimum wage, alcohol warning labels, and much more. We're back after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.